Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello to you, wherever you are. Thank you once again for joining us. This is the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am your host, Daryl Moody, joining you from my home studios in Orlando. And you can't see it, but we've got a guest for you this week. We're really, really excited. Uh, Stacy is there at the SPA studios there in Dallas. A special thank you to the Venture X at Louisville folks, the realm at Castle Hills. And uh, you have a guest with you this week, Stacy. Her name is Toy Penny. She is a uh, luxury well-being strategist, an author, and the creator of the Love You More Method. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But Stacy, uh, catch us up to date on all the good work you're doing there with Single Parent Advocate. I know the golf tournament was a smashing success, but now we've got to turn our attention towards Mother's Day, which is bearing down on us just a few weeks away Tell us what you've been working on. Absolutely. Well, first of all, huge thanks to all of our sponsors, volunteers, anybody that had anything to do with our inaugural golf event. It was awesome. And um, we are going to do it again. We're planning on National Single Parent Day in March of 2023. Plans are already in, in the works for that as well. But looking at Mother's Day, we have invitations out to families um, single mothers from North Texas, and um, everybody's signing up to come to a tea and tiaras luncheon that we're going to be hosting in um, the North Dallas area. We have plans for Toy here, who you will meet in just a minute, to come and speak to those families each provide uh, like flowers or candles or bubble bath. And uh, we're really in the middle of making all of that come together and it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, Do you have any uh, immediate needs for volunteers or if folks want to support the Mother's Day effort, how can they get involved? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Mother's Day is a special time. It's really one of the only times that uh, we really do outreach Most of our families are uh, nominated, as you know, by area churches, schools, other nonprofits and business associations when they're seen as falling through some kind of crack in the economy or in life. And um, on Mother's Day, you know, we welcome single mothers and anybody that um, is in our current population or if they want to bring a friend or if they want to bring their own mom. You know, we we really just all gather and celebrate motherhood and single motherhood. So if anybody wants to volunteer, um, we can have you sign up online. There's a uh, sign up on uh, singleparentadvocate.org. You go to the volunteer tab and if you spell that out, I'll get an email and reach out to you and pitch you to work. As far as uh, donations and things like that go, we're, we're really kind of still looking for people to help underwrite the purchase of carnations. Carnations is, is the flower of Mother's Day, you didn't know. And so I'm looking for someone to underwrite the flowers and, and you know, just general event costs. We're going to have a DJ there. Of course, Toy is going to be speaking and we, we invested in her book. She's given us a really great low um, price and we're very grateful for that you know but we still do have to make that payment you know so donations at singleparentadvocate.org and then uh, there's a donate tab and it should be pretty easy to help support Mother's Day we would really appreciate it and so would each of the families another element that I'm working on is uh, making sure each family goes home with a box of food 
Uh, gas prices are really, really high. Lots of families are struggling with hanging on to their apartments. And now that rent is, you know, not covered by the CARES Act anymore, um, families are really, really teetering on uh, that whole well-being and financial security element. And so um, we're going to be sending them home with some food, too. So how many moms do you have signed up right now? Right now we have about 50 moms. Uh, we will accept up to 100 and their children, of course. So all the kids will get a meal and crafts. They're going to do crafts for their moms. They're going to create tiaras, but don't spoil the surprise, Daryl. Uh, it's safe with me. <laughs> but for folks that want to want to participate in this, singleparentadvocate.org? Yep, singleparentadvocate.org. You can go to the volunteer tab and come out and help us serve these wonderful ladies who work hard to help raise their kids. And uh, singleparentadvocate.org backslash donate. And uh, you can just help underwrite some of it. It's a big annual um, event that we do. And what's unique about this year is that, um, you know, we've been doing Mother's Day parades throughout COVID. And so this is going to be our, our really first time to get everybody back together in the traditional fashion. We had a small event last year and this year's uh, back to its regular size and effort. Well, and I know the commitment and the effort that you put into all of the events that you host throughout the year. So I have no reason not to believe that your Mother's Day event will be a smashing success, just like everything else we've worked on this year. Uh, so let's get to our guest. Her name is Toy Penny. She is there in Dallas with Stacy. Now, Toy, you are a luxury well-being strategist and author and the creator of the Love You More Method. But before we get into that stuff, every time we bring on a guest, we open up, open it up the conversation the same way. Tell us your single parenting story and how'd you meet up with Stacy? Sure. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate um, the invitation and I and I appreciate being able to be here to share my story and the Love You More method. Um, so very briefly, my, my story and my background, um, my mother passed away of lupus when I was about nine years old. Um, my father was not present in my life until I was about 18. I was sexually abused at 13 and I became a teenage mom by the age of 16, had her one week into my 17th birthday. And so, as you know, teenagers, teenage moms, I was single. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to up level and provide for my daughter. I just didn't know how that was gonna look. Long story short, y'all, I found myself at the right place at the right time where I became the CEO and owner of a high-end luxury day spa. Um, I had 15 employees and I was 23 years old. Um, and I was a single mom and I started working there when I was about 19 and the owner came to me and asked me if I wanted to buy the place. And so as I was running this place, um, successfully running this place, um, I was financially secure. I was financially flexible. My daughter and I wanted for nothing. We traveled the world. I built my first home from the ground up. Um, but I noticed that I began to develop this facade of I have it all together in my career and simultaneously things on the back end were falling apart. And when I say things on the back end, I mean like I call it my complete well-being um, and things like my relationship with my daughter was non-existent really because I, I didn't have time. Um, my complete identity became this brand, this company and this business. Um, we ate out every single day and little bits and pieces of my health was falling apart. Also, my mental load was just like, 
it was all over the place. So um, I knew that this wasn't the way I was supposed to live, even though I was financially free. Um, I knew that this is not how I wanted to lead my business. And I knew that I wanted to advance to get to the next level. I just didn't know how to get there. And so long story short, I end up enrolling in a nutrition school slash lifestyle school. And there I learned that your lifestyle and your food was directly tied together. I was there for about two and a half years. And I was like, wow, that really stood out to me. And what happened was I realized that I had never dealt with the childhood voids and the trauma that had happened in my younger life. And so it started showing up in my actions as a CEO, as a mom, and as an individual. So there was the light bulb for me. And I knew that in order to advance, I had to, I had to deal with those things. And so um, long story short, I ended up selling the business. I met this young man from the US Virgin Islands of St. Thomas. We ended up getting married. We had a couple of kids. And there I was again, raising those two more. Now I'm a mom to two more. I'm raising those two kids. I have a teenager on my hand. I started toypenny.com and I'm a newlywed. And once again, my mental load is all over the place, but yet um, my bank account was full and I had this facade of, I have it all together in my career. So I know, I knew by that moment that, the childhood voids and trauma, they had started to show up again and they started to show up through my actions again. And so there I was again and I'm like, okay, how do I deal with this? So I went to my room, I had a good talk with the good Lord above and I said, how do I maintain myself yet maintain everyone else around me? And the word that he gave me was when you are whole and complete within yourself, everything else falls into place. So that is when I started developing this method called the Love You More Method. I have a question, Toy. I have to dig in here. So, you know, I just try not to assume because you know what that does. When you say your neglect of dealing with your life tragedies, we always talk about, you know, many single parents face death of a spouse, divorce, disease, disability, and other kinds of disaster, if you will. But when you say your neglect of dealing with those items in your life showed up into your, you know, later life, can you just drill down a little bit into like what exactly those things were? Like how did they show up in your life? Sure. So um, being, I'll start off with being a parent. I didn't quite know how to be the parent that I should have been basically because of my foundation was not there. Um, the foundation wasn't laid with my mother, it wasn't laid with my father. So I, I sort of just stumbled into, you know, parenthood. Um, and so the anger started showing up, um, you know, yelling at my daughter, not being present for her Um I was providing financially for her, but I wasn't there emotionally for her. And I didn't realize that until later when the light bulb went off that I was the provider, but I wasn't 
truly, you know, providing the emotional substance that she needed in order to advance in her life as well. And so I was missing out on that. I was also we was eating out every single day. And so I realized that, you know, the eating out was showing up. It came from you know, just the whole foundation being, you know, something missing, the voids. And so I was I was using food to fill those voids. Um, I was also, you know, I was dating here and there, had sex, you know, with different dudes here and there. And so it showed up. It was it was the missing piece. All of those voids had not been quite healed and they started manifesting in my actions. So that's that's what I mean by showing up. Right. So the decisions you were making to mm-hmm. eat out all the time, really, you weren't eating out. Like, I think you can eat out and still eat healthy. Right. But you're saying you were eating out and maybe spending too much money or not having quality time cooking with your daughter or she's not having that those kinds of memories. And maybe maybe you're not eating out healthy. Correct. OK. Correct. Well, I, I wanted to jump in and. and, and Really, my question probably goes a little before what you were getting into, Stacy. But, um, you know, I, I've talked about this a lot in my own personal life. I feel like when you're measuring your level of success, whatever that is, I mean, you can make a million dollars a year, drive a nice car, live in a nice house. But if you don't have if you don't have good interpersonal relationships, if you don't have people who care about you, if you don't have people that you're close to, are you really successful? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't I don't think you are. I, I, I honestly I don't think you are. I think I believe that, you know, a lot of us are out here chasing the wealth and, and that's what we're taught to do. And we're taught to build the generational wealth. Um, but you're not successful to me unless you are building generational well-being when you can set that example for others. And when I say example, I mean, you know, a real true leadership example, um, an example of well, love. The example you used was your, your relationship with your old oldest daughter. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have a good relationship with your kids, who cares what you make? Who cares what you drive? Who exactly. cares what you own? You know? They don't even care. Yeah, that's right. They, that's they right. don't care because what they need is your time. Yeah. So we're we're thinking we're pleasing them in another way. Oh, look, you got the house, you got the car, you're in the best of schools, you got the best of clothes and all. They don't care about that. In the end, they just want you. Well, they might care a little. Come on, toy. There's no substitution for good parenting. And there's no substitution for being close with your children. Right. And, you know, you can send them to great colleges and they can grow up and they can can, you know, appear to be successful on the outside, but they're not going to have relationships with their kids. So it's, you know, I just feel like when we're talking about measuring someone's success, I really feel like interpersonal communications uh, or interpersonal relationships, I should say, really should play into whether or not you've succeeded in life. Exactly. I truly believe that. That's actually one of the elements of the Love You More method. Oh, segue <laughs> alert. I see a segue. Curious <laughs> over there, Stacy. Okay, so we were going to drill down, and I'm super excited that we're doing this. So everybody, you know, 
hit record, grab a pencil, because Toy has agreed to share Cliff Notes from her book and from her Love You More method for the be, uh, benefit of our community. Um, this is uh, something that is a program that people who can afford to can actually go online and contact her and sign up for her coaching, um, which is very cool. She's told me about it, and she's going to tell all of us about it. But these eight steps or eight elements of loving yourself more is what she arrived at through her journey that she's shared a big summary. I got to talk to her a little bit about this. So, Toy, I'm uh, super excited. This is a big moment. You know, will you share with with our community what are these eight really cool things that you landed on that changes lives? Sure, most definitely. Um, so I actually separated your well-being into two separate parts. And you have your primary elements of your well-being and you have your secondary elements of your well-being. Now, your primary elements, they nourish you, but they don't come on your plate. And so and this is actually the love you more method. And so um, your primary elements are things like your mental and emotional peace, um, a meaningful spiritual practice, relationships that nurture your soul, never ending self investments, intentional quality sleep, empowering physical activities and a thriving career. Now, your secondary elements of your well-being is the foods that advance your well-being. And those should be in alignment with you and your body. So if you are overindulging on your primary elements of your well-being, then you tend to underindulge on your secondary elements of your well-being and vice versa. So when we get into talking about how uh, your coaching goes, you had mentioned um, the other day when we were kind of preparing for today about how you go about analyzing and taking a look at uh, someone's secondary uh, well-being elements. And, uh, you know, maybe you want to talk a little bit about, you know, if, if someone was to become coached by you, what what would that look like? Like, what would the process look like? Sure. So along with the love you more method and my love, my accountability, the support, the methodology, um, I also provide the science behind it. And so I think that's very important. And so um, we also include a food sensitivity test. We include a gut health test, a sleep test and a blood type test. And then we also include a ninja foodie multi cooker. So when we get to the actual secondary um, portion of the well-being program, then I actually spend the day with you. Um, I give you a cooking class with the ninja foodie. I give you a pantry declutter and I give you a shopping tour so that you can understand how to quickly get in and get out of the grocery store. And when we get to the secondary elements, I think that the food sensitivity test is is super important. I think I know. Um, The food sensitivity test, the gut health test, all of it plays a huge part. But the food sensitivity test is so that we can figure out the foods that you are eating every single day that your body 
is not that is not in alignment with your body. And so when you're eating these foods, it's actually taking you away from your purpose. It's taking you away from your purpose, your calling, um, your children. I, it's slowly killing you. And so um, what works for Sally Mae may not work for Jenny, you know. And so that's why the food sensitivity test is super important. Um, and so we want to get to the root cause of the problem. And when you say there's a problem, you're talking about somebody who is working, raising their children, trying to uh, take care of their household, and they're coming up short either by elements of, uh, you know, anger, tiredness, depression, possibly, mm-hmm different things like that. So when you have a food sensitivity test, let's just say, have you ever had an example where it was really surprising with somebody that you worked with? Sure. So I had uh, one young woman, she um, took the food sensitivity test and she was sensitive to, um, to cinnamon you know, so different things like if she was eating, she was highly sensitive, like highly. Um, so if she went to Starbucks, you know, and she had a cinnamon latte, you know, she did not know that every single day that cinnamon was creating inflammation within her body, which then raises her chances of cancer, raises her chances of um, autoimmune diseases and just all of those things. And so we want we need to know these things. Um, as we're eating and and we think it's something simple, you know, something simple as cinnamon, but cinnamon could, you know, it could heal me, but it could kill someone else or definitely impair them a little. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other other thing, you know, you talked about getting uh, knowing your blood type and and, uh, that element. What is what's so important about the blood type? Can you kind of dive into that just a little bit? Sure. So um, the blood type, I use that for the workouts when we go to uh, empowering physical activities as we're diving into that. Um, A lot of us are, you know, going with these fads and the Peloton and just all of those things. We should work out according. Everything should be in alignment. Let me put that put it this way. Everything should be in alignment with you. And a lot of us are, you know, seeing these commercials and seeing what's what's in and what's all what's what's out and what's new. And really, it's we should be working out according to our body. So the blood type test is to figure out what blood type you are so that when we go into strategies and strategizing for you and your body, then we would um, we would align the workouts for you and your body. So that's what the blood type test is for. And then, of course, we all should know our blood type. We need, you need to know your blood type. Daryl, do you know your blood type? O negative. Oh, wow. That's rare. I'm O negative as well. Yeah, I'm the, the universal blood type. Yes. And then, and then the third element, and it was more on the physical side of things. You talked about doing a blood panel, right, or doing a panel of all of your. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, actually. No, so the gut, the gut test. Uh-huh. Yes, the gut test is to find out what is lying dormant in your gut. Like what, what is it? And as you know, well, if you don't know, your brain and your gut is directly connected. So if if you are suffering from depression um, or if you're suffering from any any mental illness, 
um, a lot of times it's lying dormant in your gut and you don't even know it. What's an example of something you've discovered along your journey with this? Um, so an overgrowth of yeast, this Whoa. might be too much information. No, but. we want to hear it. We want to hear it. <laughs> but I, I had a client who had constant yeast infections, like constant, and she didn't understand why. And so, um, and it happened right after her ba- her last child and she didn't understand why she had these constant yeast infections. We did the gut health test and she had an overgrowth of yeast. Um, in her gut. So we had to go in and start uh, healing that and start fixing that. That's really, really that awesome. affect her mental health? That didn't really affect her mental health, but um, th- that was something that was just showing up that, that we saw. She, this particular client, she didn't have any, you know, mental health issues. She had some other things that was going on, but that's do you, just. Do you have any examples of, of different things you found in the gut test that, that had been affecting someone's mental health? Yeah. So I have, I had a client um, in the UK and she actually, Ooh, her story is is very um, different, but she was having um, sleep issues right after her. Her and her husband ran two companies and they had two young children and she was having sleep issues. And so she went to the doctor and the doctor gave her a sleeping pill. The, the And so, you know, of course, it put her to sleep, but then it also started making her hallucinate. And so um, she started hallucinating. And what happened was they took her then they took her away from her her newborn baby and put her in a crazy home. And so she was there for about two months. And so she was labeled schizophrenic. And once she was labeled schizophrenic, um, she you know, after this, she was just really trying to put her life together. So she was having constant nightmares and mentally, you know, just breaking down. She was depressed and just all of these things because of trauma that she hadn't healed from, you know, being in this in this in this crazy home. And so once we did the the test, we figured out we actually because she was in the UK, we couldn't do a gut health test. So we had to do um, brain. You know, we had to do a brain test. And so um, we started figuring things out and we all it was very simple um all of her levels were low her glutamate levels were low her um all of her serotonin levels were low everything was really low so and and all of that is um in connection direct in connection with your sleep and so all of those was really low we started working to heal those and then we had to go address you know, um, the issue back at the hospital, we had to go address that because she had, she had been avoiding that this, this whole time. And so once we did that, we got the levels back up. She was able to sleep. She was, you know, less angry and yelling at her kids. And now she was more productive in her business. That's amazing to, to kind of put all these pieces together, you know, um, body, mind, and spirit, you know, we're all connected. And I know I'm saying a oversimplified way, but, you know, I never, um, and, and probably many of, of the, the parents in our community probably never have thought about having or know how to have access to uh, these types of tests. You know, I would imagine that you have to use your insurance to, to go and ask, you know, for these kinds of tests to be done. A lot of these tests aren't aren't being provided. They they aren't provided, especially you know at the doctors. And if you do, you have to keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. And just like the example of my client, it was a misdiagnosis. She you know she's labeled schizophrenic for the rest of her life, 
when they were just, sim- you know, they gave her a pill, you know, instead of getting to the root of the of the issue. It's a pill that she reacted negatively. to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that, um, Toy, there's so much that you have brought to light. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I you and I agreed on and, and Daryl, too, is, you know, we wanted you to be able to speak directly to uh, parents and speak to them about how you might recommend them take care of themselves or um, share words of wisdom uh, that you, if you were a single mom or a single dad out there and you heard this podcast and everything sounds really, really great, what could, what could families do for themselves right now with what they have access to to level up like you're talking about? Um, well, first off, I think that um, we need to acknowledge the fact that we need to put our oxygen mask on first so we can save everyone else around us. And that's the key thing. If we aren't healed, we can't heal any, anyone else. Um, and you hear that, of course, on the airplane, you hear it, you know, um, a lot of places, but it's actually really true. And a lot of us brush over that, like people like, what does that actually mean? Like, what, what is that? What is putting your oxygen mask on first? And so that's why I've created the love you more method, because it is your oxygen mask that you need, um, in different area and we, in different areas, and we all need that. So the first thing is to put your oxygen mask on first, whatever it is that you have, haven't healed your trauma, your old trauma, your self-inflicted trauma, whatever it is that you have not healed, let's address it. Let's stop pushing it up under the rug um, because hurt parents bring on more hurt people. Um, And especially, and if you're a parent, you're a leader, you're a leader, whether you want to acknowledge that or not, you are a leader. And so um, the things that you are doing you are passing that along to your children unknowingly or knowingly so that's the first thing is to put your oxygen mask on first um, and let's start healing these these traumas and these issues so that we won't continue passing it along or we won't um, it won't show up it won't continuously showing up in our parenting in our you know our anger and all of these things what's number two toy i'm, I'm waiting oh and number two is the things that will, I'm, I'm just going to say this, and I'm just going to be frank with it. Um, you are a bad steward over your life if you are continuously doing things that will potentially take you away from your children and society. And what I mean by that is, you know, I know that we all have, we all go through things. There's, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much money you don't have. We all go through things, but Um, we try to fill those voids with alcohol or gambling or sex or drugs or whatever it is. But if you are doing, if you are continuously doing things that you know will potentially take you away from society and your family, let's stop it now. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge it and let's stop it. That's That's a tall order for some folks, isn't it? Ooh. It's rough, but we oh, all like got to do way, the work. I like the way you, you said that, though. If you're going to engage in something that could potentially take you away from the ones you love, that seems justification enough to, to not do it. Let's not. Yeah, let's stop it. And as y'all know, you know, I, I expressed I grew up without my mother. 
um, grew up without my father. I grew up without both parents. And so I, I, if anybody knows, I know what it's like to grow up without your parents. And as a result of that, there came the sexual abuse. There came the teenage pregnancy. There came the other things that went along with that. Um, and so I want to be here to help you live a little bit longer. You know, no one knows the time or the date, but a lot of these things are preventable. And if there was a third element, let's just uh, say we have put the oxygen mask on ourselves. We've tried to address our old baggage, if you will, and gotten it under uh, a place of healing where it's no longer uh, weighing us down or weighing our families down. Then we're taking care of our habits, right? Mm -hmm. Taking care of healthy habits. And then uh, what would you say the third factor would be, Toy? So I want to address, um, there's a lot of factors, but I do want to address the food, the food that's, um, that's important. And I do want to say that, you know, a lot of times we don't know what we're putting in our bodies. You know, we're, we're just eating you know, we think that we're eating healthy, but we're really not eating healthy. And actually, no one knows what eating healthy is. You know, it's so much information out there. But I do want to say, um, get you a, at least a green every single day, a dark leafy green every single day. I don't care if you put it in your eggs or in your smoothies or on your hamburger and not something that you grew up. Eat your broccoli, eat your Brussels sprouts, get you a dark leafy green and eat that every single day and watch your mood change watch how your um your 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 energy level change just watch it is that peas can i have peas please that's not dark leafy oh okay so what's dark leafy <laughs> so something red collards. yeah like collards or or red chard Kale, red chard. Kale is, um, you know, everybody knows kale, but get some, try to get something different. Try to get something that you, you know, no one talks about. And spinach? So, eh, you can get spinach, but okay, start with red chard. Start All with right. red chard. Red chard. I don't even know where to get that. Red That's chard. A Kroger? Just a grocery store? Kroger have it. Sprouts has it. Whole Foods have it. All right, you're going to have to give me a tip. Yeah. How in the world? Let's say I find red chard. How do I cook it? Oh, wow. It's so simple. Get you a skillet or get you the Ninja Foodie. Get you some olive oil. Put it in there. Heat the heat the skillet and just put the red chard in there. You don't even have to chop it up. All you just do is tear it up. Just tear it up like you're tearing up a piece of paper and throw it in there. Get you a wooden spoon. Toss it up. A little salt and pepper. Boom. And it okay. tastes good. So yummy. So what, yummy. What, what and about? you can you can even throw some some uh, some cheese on there or, you know, you can put it in um, put it on a burger. You can put you can put it in anything. Pizza. I make it with pizzas. You smoothies. Can, can we just drill it up into like if we're not a red chard person, but we're, we're going to take your word for it. We're going to eat some red chard. We can just blend it up with some peanut butter in a smoothie. Mm -hmm. Put it in a smoothie. Is peanut butter legal? Peanut butter is like, I don't know. I can't say because I don't know what your ah, body is. <laughs> but it depends. It depends. But if you've been eating peanut butter, go right on ahead. Eat your <laughs> peanut butter and your red chart. <laughs> so I noticed in your book, you have like a lot of recipes. Mm -hmm. A lot of things, you know, from, you know, just food being a part of, of your life. And um, I thought maybe you might want to talk a little bit about your philosophy as it relates to developing recipes and cooking and uh, even grocery shopping. You know, a lot of people are 
a pinch to, you know, the groceries are expensive and on the rise, just like gasoline right now. So everybody's kind of feeling the squeeze. Uh, eating healthy on a dime, you know, is certainly difficult. Um, the foods that are not good for us are the ones we can afford a lot of times. So maybe you could talk about, um, you know, some affordable recipes and, and some grocery shopping tips that help everybody figure out how to make this kind of change. Sure. So I always go to, um, I think I have this one in the book. It's, um, it's a, um, it's a kale salad. It's a balsamic kale salad. And so what's really good, of course, is you want always want to eat, you know, the different colors. You've heard that before. You want to eat, you know, the rainbows, the yellow, because eat, whether you know it or not, each color represents something and each color, each color will benefit you and your body in a different way. So you want to, um, you want to eat from the different colors. So you can do very simple five minute. Here's a five minute recipe. You get you some uh, kale, excuse me. Um, Of course, you'll get some red bell peppers, green bell peppers, yellow bell peppers. You'll get you a skillet or the Ninja Foodie, get you some olive oil, saute, heat the pan up, saute it, put it all together. You can put some mushrooms in there and some onions as well. Put it all together. You saute all of that for about five minutes put some salt and pepper on there, boom, that's your whole meal. And then when you finish, you put your, some Asiago cheese on the top. It can be vegan or whatever it is your preference. And if you want to add, a, you know, maybe a protein or whatever you can, um, you can add a piece of chicken or some salmon, whatever you want to add. Or shrimp, whatever whatever you want to add. But I'm telling you, the, the balsamic... Oh, we forgot the balsamic. That's that's the main part. So after you saw all of I saute all of that, you put a little bit of uh, balsamic vinegar in there. And y'all, that's the whole meal. You don't even need protein. You don't even need any. That's the whole meal. And it's so yummy. All right. I got to ask the big question. What about dessert? Oh, my goodness. Dessert is so good. And I, I listen, I mentioned this one in the um, in the book as well. My kiddos I have. So now my two youngest ones are four years old and six years old. I have three daughters. My oldest is now 22. And um, we often often make uh, zucchini chocolate cake. And so it's it's a chocolate cake. It's vegan. Um, it's gluten free, dairy free, all of those things. But we throw the zucchini in there um, and you bake it for about 20, 20 minutes. There's a there's a mixture. You can get it at Whole Foods. You put it in there and, and that's it. You put some um, we use pea milk. So you put the meat pea milk in there. I knew peas were going to be involved somewhere. I know. <laughs> so you put the pea milk in there. You whip it all together. Y'all. Put the zucchini in there and you have you a whole zucchini chocolate cake. Hey, maybe you can uh, sponsor so some zucchini chocolate cake for our tea party we're mm. going to have for Mother's Day, huh? That sounds lovely. I can, I might be able to do maybe that. Hook us up on that. Yes, I might be able to do that. <laughs> well, Toy, I just really want to thank you um, for being here with us. I want everybody to get to know her and listen to what she has to say about uh, dealing with our baggage, dealing with our bodies, and turning around and creating a positive and productive legacy for our kids that we, you know, maybe wouldn't have otherwise. Daryl, what do you think about all this? Do you like peas and zucchini? I love all vegetables. There isn't really, I was trying to think of something like I love Brussels sprouts. I, I, I eat just about anything but beets on a salad. 
Mm. Um, so so I'm I'm pretty good about the veggies. I'll eat Daryl's beets. Oh yeah. Now I I was just gonna say I've got I've got collards and kale growing in my garden. So oh okay awesome. I'll be I'll be, I'll be cooking that stuff up here pretty soon. Okay good. Send me a picture. Absolutely. Yes. And if folks, if you want to connect with Toy, her website is toypenny.com. That's T O Y E Penny, P E N N Y.com. Yes. So toypenny.com if you want to connect to her. Yes. Absolutely. And then anybody come into our Mother's Day uh, gathering, um, we will have her there. Hopefully she'll deliver on her promise about the zucchini chocolate cake. I don't know. I'm getting eyebrows here. Yeah. And, uh, well, you've, you know, you've already put her on your record, so she's got to do it. Now. I know, right? <laughs> okay. One last thing, Toy. Mm-hmm. We're going to close with your message for single parents and their kids. What would you say? Mm-hmm. What are your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom, when you are whole and complete within yourself, everything else will fall into place. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.